Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Um, Good to see each and every one of you all. Let's take a deep breath. 2020 is is almost behind us, Um, but this morning we'll take a look at what is it that we learn from 2020, this year in history. Um, And as we go into the word, let us bow our heads for prayer this morning. God, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your spirit that is in each and every one of us. We ask that you open our hearts and our minds and our ears this morning so that we may hear something that will usher us into a new year, a new beginning, a new revelation. We ask that your spirit does not fall upon deaf ears this morning amongst all those who are listening far and close. In Jesus' name, we pray our African Messiah and all of God's saints say, amen. This past week in preparing for this sermon, the last sermon of the year, and reflecting on um, this year's history, trying to analyze all that happened in 2020, I I wanted to go and do some research. So I went online, as always, went to the old trusty Google. And I typed in um, top, what are the top 25 greatest moments in history? And I found a list and then I typed in and I searched the worst 25 moments in history. And I did all of this just to get some kind of perspective. And in doing this, I found out a lot about our past time that I did not know. And it gave me a idea of how this year really was somewhat different. It was a a one of a kind, you would say. And of course, on the first list, there were mention of the Lewis and Clark expedition and uh, the American Revolution, great battles won and during the Civil War by the Union victories and World War I and World War II. Of course, it wasn't no man landing on the moon. Women were given the right to vote. Several laws passed that barred discrimination and and the strides made during the civil rights movement. We we studied most of these moments in history class at school. 
But then on the other list, I found myself speechless by some of the things that I read, things that I did not know happened. Like in 18, 1968, there was a massacre of 567 Vietnam civilians by U.S. soldiers, women and children. They called it the Ming Ling Massacre. No one was arrested, and the lieutenant in charge was given house arrest. I learned about the Elaine Massacre, where over 200 Black men, women, and children were killed, all because they wanted to be treated fairly when it came to farming. They wanted to make a living. They called that the Red Summer of 1919. Black schools and churches and were burnt. Over 20 killing sites were in the South. Race riots all over America. And then on that list was the Emmett Till murder. Most of, of us should know the issues surrounding that, how horrific that was took years to find an ounce of justice. In 1898, I found out that in Wilberton, North Carolina, was the only instance in US history where a legitimate government was overthrown by a white supremacy group, uh, where the city had a large population of black families and some of them were in politics. And on election day, they forced all of the black politicians to resign and a white declaration of independence was declared. A riot ensued and over 2,000 black citizens were driven out, over 60 killed. There was the Sandy Creek Massacre of Native Americans, women and children. Attack of the Black Panther Party in 1969 where the FBI and the policemen tried to destroy a uh, program to feed hungry kids. They raided events, they broke into churches, they smashed and they urinated on the food, all to stop the movement. The Juneteenth holiday being denied was on the list. Smallpox in Boston, the yellow fever in Philadelphia, and numerous laws that were passed to stop immigration and prolong segregation. 9-11 was on the list. The murder of Martin Luther King Jr. was on the list. Riots in LA, Black Wall Street fire, and all the mass shootings over the years. What a history we have. Tagged with moments of greatness but also moments of deep sorrow. So then I look back on this year as a whole, a year where within the great landscape of history, this year in itself did have moments of greatness, moments of some good things happening. We saw women leaders come to the forefront, especially my black sisters. Uh, we elected a new president, thank God, uh, carbon emission, fell by the largest amount ever recorded. The earth actually got healthier this year. Uh, electric cars are on the rise and we saw young people stand up and speak out against injustice. We have a couple of vaccines on the way. I mean, 2020 has some good moments, but also some moments of deep, deep sorrow. Things happen this year that are worthy of being on such a list. Things happen that many of us have not seen or even considered that could happen. This year, we have seen over 300,000 people die from COVID. Some even still call it a hoax. Millions lost jobs, several black and brown uh, 
people are still having their lives taken by policemen, by neighbors. Food lines are full of families needing help. We've seen fires burn more, floods flood more, more hurricanes in 2020. Any other year, I mean, deaths across all spectrums. We lost, we, we lost so many heroes this year. Those that inspired us. And all the while, there were still wars and rumors of wars, some of which we didn't hear about. And we learned in 2020 that racism is still alive and well, that people seem likely to choose politics over God and profits over people. Yeah, this year has shown us something. This year in history, 2020. 21, 2020, to be honest, seems to be a year where all of the historical scars came back to show its ugly face in one calendar year at one time. Uh, but, but with all that, as I said, some good things happened this year. It was a year of enlightening. Uh, I believe 2020 came to remind us and teach us something. I do believe that 2020 uh, is not just for history's sake. But without knowing our history, all of our history, someone said you would be bound to repeat it again. So knowing our history is important. Reflecting on our history is important and not just uh, the history of this country, but our own individual history as well. That we should learn from and reflect on. We have a history, a history that molds us the good and the bad and the ugly of 2020. In 2020, we had moments of that, that brought us shame, moments that brought us joy, moments that we are afraid to look back on, moments that inspire us, moments that hurt us, moments that helped us, forced us to do things different. Yes, we all have our own story for 2020, our own history that has taught us something, and we hope that we've learned from the bad and to be inspired by the good hoping that in this year we inspired others. So the question is then this morning, as we look back to look ahead, as 2020 becomes a part of our history, as an individual and as a church, we must ask ourselves the question, what has 2020 taught us? What did it force us to do in our own individual lives as a body of Christ? What is it that God is trying to remind us of? What did we find out about ourselves in 2020 that we did not know that will help us going forward? And when we played the old song in the beginning from the color purple, God is trying to tell us something. Speak to me, Lord. What is it that God is trying to say? So as I searched and searched this week, to find something that could sum up this year and usher us into 2021. And as I went to the Bible and as I was reading, I landed on a couple of scriptures, very familiar ones. Uh, and there were several items of note that I would think 2020 has revealed to us and through us. Now, this is not mind-blowing stuff. This is not a a new theological finding, but it is more of a reminder of who 
and what we are capable of through Christ Jesus. So if you would take note, write this in your mind or on a pad or however you can remember, but three things that I feel that we learned from 2020. One being that 2020 reminded us that we are stronger than what we think. Yeah, we are stronger than what we think. Because there were so many moments this year that I know I felt helpless. I, I, I felt weak. I felt at times useless. But 2020 taught us that we are not weak and helpless. But 2020 taught us that we are resilient. Turn, talk to yourself and say, I'm resilient. And I'm resilient because we made it. You made it. Resilient meaning that you and I, we are fighters. We didn't, we, we, we bent in 2020, but as they say, the, the, we did not break. We are still here. We are strong, even in the face of so much change. Philippians 4 and 3 tells us that we are able to do all things through God who strengthens me. Yes, God's people can do all things. We, we have shown this year that we can do all things. We can change laws. We can change our perceptions. We can change processes. We can change in ourselves, improve ourselves. We can start new healthy habits, new routines that preserve our spirituality. Yes, we can do all things through God who strengthened us. We can make it through a pandemic. In Ephesians 6, 10, the 14, it tells us to, to be strong in the Lord, relying on God's mighty strength to put on the whole armor of God so that you and I will be able to stand firm against any strategy or struggle. Our issues are not with human opponents, but against those working behind the scenes and in front of the scenes that we can always see. So God tells us to put on the whole armor so that we may be able to stand against whatever comes our way. And we did that. We did that in 2020. Some of us have dealt with so much. We're dealing with so much. Some with job loss, relationship changes, mental depression, sickness, but even still, as they say, but God, through it all, we have made it. You are making it. We are resilient. This year we have adopted to change. We have not allowed that to stop our pursuing of our purpose from knowing our own value. In 2020, we have been resilient. We are stronger than we think. There's a quote from uh, Susan Gow that I like that says that sometimes you don't realize your own strength until you come face to face with your greatest weakness. So many of us did that just this year. Faced something that we never thought we would be able to get through. Overcame something that we thought, that the world thought would knock us out. But God, but God had other plans. In 2020, yeah, we, we found out we're stronger than what we think. We are resilient. In 2020, God also, number two, showed us, God showed us that we are better together. Yeah, with, with so much division along so many lines, races, creed, political division, religious belief, 2020 showed us that we cannot survive in that kind of space in this country. 
as a family. We, and even, you know, with the new president coming, there are still tough times ahead, healing with division and, and to bring us together. But I believe 2020 showed us that, that this is true. Together we stand, divided we fall. And, and together does not mean that you have to agree on everything. But it does tell us in the Bible that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. <laughs> you know? That if one falls, then the other one can one up. If, if, if you know, but pity the word say it pities the one that falls and have no one to help them up. If one lie down, if two lie down, then they will be able to comfort and warm each other. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Of course. Three strands is not easily broken. Yeah, 2020 taught us we are better together. Together, we are not easily broken. We have shown that this year. When we support each other, when we work together, when we take on each other's burdens and walk alongside of each other in our journey, when we're able to walk a mile in someone else's shoes and understand their plight, it allows us to better relate and have compassion for our neighbor. This is loving thy neighbor as thyself, concerning ourselves with the concerns of others. We are better together. In 2020, we found new allies, people and individuals that gain new understanding, people who faced the reality and the effects of white supremacy and came on board in a common cause to call out it like never before. We are better together. There's a quote, another quote I read this week that I like. It said, if you are watching a scary movie together, then the scariness is cut in half. I, I like that. I like that. If we face the unknown together, the hard moments in life together, if we face the oppression together, the racism together, the struggles together, depending on each other, then we can we can do more, we can accomplish more, and that fear is cut in half. That's what Martin Luther King Jr. was preaching about during his life. And that was the mountaintop he was talking about. That's what he preached from a jail cell, that it takes all of us with a common goal in mind, especially Christian folks, to come together with all folks to make a change truly happen. 2020 has shown us that we are stronger than what we think, that we are resilient, that we are better together. And then finally, not something mind blowing, but that God is still worthy to be praised. Yeah, Psalm 145 and three tells us, proclaim that God, that God you are wonderful and deserve all praises because you are greater than anyone can understand. Our God is still worthy to be praised. As Psalm 96 tells us, it says, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless God's name. Proclaim good tidings of God's salvation from day to day. Tell of God's glory amongst the nation. God's wonderful deeds amongst all people. For God is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Yes. 
God has carried us through. God has picked us up on God's shoulder of mercy with grace and carried us across the finish line of 2020. Glory be to God. Glory, God has protected us on our path and guided us through, through all the toils and snares, through the valley of the shadow of a pandemic. And we have came out with scars healed, with uh, broken bones mended, with broken hearts healed, and with a new purpose and a new outlook. Yes, God is still worthy to be prayed, still worthy to be honored, still worthy to be glorified with all that we have and all that we do. God is still worthy to be praised. And this is what so many of us have done. This is what we've done. We've shown that the church is bigger than four walls this year. We reclaim the ideal that the church is the people. That we the people, when we gather together, there the church is. There the spirit of the Lord is, whether it's online or, or Zoom or IG or on a web page. Where we are, the church is. Where the people is, there is the church. And in those spaces, we give God all the honor and all the praise. In all that has happened this year, the church has adapted. We have continued to be a place where the broken can come. Where the outcast can feel a part of something. We have shown that. We are not just here, just doing church, but we are living church. Even when the doors are closed, we are still, we, we, yeah, we're making mistakes and we have errors, but we believe in a God that sees us just as we are. With all of our faults and sins on the table, God is still worthy to be praised. A God who accepts us. In 20, so in 2021, as I said earlier, this year, continue to speak life and not death. In 2021, speak life into yourself, into your family and your friends, into your purpose. Speak death to your struggles, to your worries. Let the adversary know that the life that you know that you are, that you are strong and resilient, that you are not in this fight alone, that God is with you. That the God you praise, no matter what you're going through, despite your struggle, despite what we have lost this year, what we didn't gain, as Job said, yet will I trust God. I will not stop believing in God, a God that sits high and looks low and places favor upon all of our lives. So in 2021, Park Avenue, all of you all listening, may you be blessed in 2021. May God's face shine upon you in 2021. May God bless you in your coming and in your going. May God place peace before your path. And may God put you on the path of righteousness. And all of God's saints say amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta across the street from Grant Park at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust, knowing that the God that created you loves you and empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively.